asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're debunking common tax misconceptions. Taxes, man. Uh, you know, taxes are, are probably on everybody's mind right about now, uh, not because they're actually due tomorrow. Traditionally, they're due on uh, April 15th, of course, but everyone got that automatic one-month IRS extension. Uh, but even still, April 15th is it's kind of synonymous with tax day, so that's what we're talking about today. And, you know, another reason we are covering taxes is because, you know, when there's something that you only do once a year, you always come back to it and you're like, okay, how does this work again? You know, like whether it's maybe your pressure washer where you're like, <laughs> how does this work again? Like what, like what order am I supposed to? Okay, turn the water on first, then start the thing up. You know, like there's like an order of... Where do I put the cleaning solution? Uh, yeah, <laughs> like what's what's the ratio? I feel like the same thing is, is true of our taxes as well because it's something, it's, you know, when it's not something that you do every single day, you, you, you basically you forget about it. And I, obviously that's probably one of the reasons why they switched to the uh, an, an expanded standard deduction. Uh, but there are some things that we need to keep in mind, regardless uh, of the fact that many people only look at their taxes once a year. So yeah, I'm glad we're talking about taxes today, dedicating an entire episode to it. 
Yeah, I think, you know, taxes are complex and people feel befuddled by them. Mm -hmm. And so they probably, a lot of our listeners uh, probably have, you know, a few things that they've heard that have crept in over the years in regards to the way that they now think about taxes that just aren't true. And so today on the show, we're going to cover the most popular misconceptions when it comes to taxes. And we're going to try to clear those things up. That's right. But first, man, I wanted to share a little story with you, which is, so we talked about on the show, Honestly, maybe it was pretty close to a year ago. I purchased a new bike for myself. Uh, I used some of my Stimmy money uh, from last <laughs> spring. Yep. And uh, I looked around. One of the best deals I could find on that particular bike that I was looking for was at REI. And so I was getting ready to make the purchase there. Uh, and then I got hit with the the sales the online sales pitch, which is, would you like to become an REI member for twenty bucks, uh, save ten percent? And I was like. Normally, I'm not a huge fan of membership clubs, right? Like where you got you've got to pay money to to be a part of whatever membership, whatever club. That's why you despise Costco, sadly. It's it's one of the reasons I don't like Costco. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like that kind of upfront money. But in this instance, in that one purchase, it was going to more than pay for the cost of the membership. And with REI specifically, dude, it's a lifetime membership. I didn't realize that. Like in my mind, it was sort of like this annual thing. But no, you pay one time, you become a member for life. Uh, and in my case, not only did I get you know that immediate savings, or mentally, I got that immediate savings. It turns out I actually didn't receive that until a couple weeks ago. That's why I wanted to talk about it now, because I totally forgot about it. Yeah, the dividend, you get that once a year, right? Yeah, it's a yearly payout. And uh, you know, I guess they wait until they calculate Q4, <laughs> I guess, and then they send send out the checks to all the different members. But uh, yeah, a card showed up in the mail saying how much uh, money I had on that thing, uh, and it reminded me, like, oh yeah, of course, like I, I bought the bike last year, and so I guess I wanted to mention that to folks because that is for maybe folks out there like me who are adverse to paying for different memberships or clubs, things like that. Um, something like REI, man, it could really pay. And plus, I've got you know 60, 70 bucks sitting there waiting for me uh, to use. The only downside, you do have to use it at REI. It's not like it's cash in your hand. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, well, REI has been one of the best retailers in America for a lot of years, too. Dude, they rock. They They're treat so people good. well, like that. they offer good products and services. Uh, and at the same time, too, a great return policy. So, uh, yeah, I feel like this is... Not an ad for REI, but REI is like <laughs> truly like just an awesome company. You're not sponsored at all by REI, <laughs> right? But but yeah, yeah. I, I think in particular, if you're buying something at REI and you plan on doing it again, like getting the twenty dollars membership, the lifetime membership makes a whole lot of sense. That's right. Let's go ahead and introduce the beer that we're going to share on this episode. You and I are drinking uh, a beer called Spancho Villa, and that is a collaboration between Jay Wakefield Brewing and Arcane Ale Works. Looking forward to enjoying this one with you. And talking about it at the end of the episode, right. after we talk about taxes. All right, let's talk about taxes. Everybody's favorite subject. Let's do it. Well, yeah, I mean, taxes, they're this fixed certainty in our lives, right? Almost as certain as death, but basically just as certain. But they can also be confusing. And Matt, um, I, when I think about confusing things, I think about some of the films that Christopher Nolan has put out, right? Like, seriously, <laughs> I had to watch some of those a second time. Like, is Leonardo DiCaprio in the real world or in the dream world at the end of Inception? Like uh, When his token... Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is still spinning, whatever. I mean, I think that's it's the, the real world. That's the whole point. But, but I don't know, you know? <laughs> and so uh, I feel like I had to watch it again to try to figure that out. Something else that has always baffled me is how maybe like certain folks became famous in the first place, like Paris Hilton back in the day, or Guy Fieri. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of those things where I see a headline about what Guy Fieri's up to. I'm like, why? Who cares? Who like, cares about Guy Fieri? Right. I mean, like, DDD uh, is a great show, <laughs> but like, I, I don't care what he's up to in his free time, okay? And like, one more thing that confuses me putting together anything from Ikea. Uh, I, like I'm bound to get lost at some point in the process, even if I'm following the directions and I'm probably going to, you know, 
make at least one mistake while I'm doing it, right? right? Uh, <laughs> but that, that's like enough about how easily I get confused. That's actually confusing <laughs> that's me to problem. me, though, because, I mean, come on. You know, this is another Scandinavian country that you hail from. You're so right. If anybody should excel at IKEA directions with no words and odd figurines <laughs> <laughs> who are putting things together. And only an Allen wrench. Yeah. It, sh- it should be me. That's true. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know why I get so easily baffled at IKEA stuff, but I do. Um, but today we're going to tackle a subject that's even more perplexing than than those topics, and it's taxes. And I think basically, Matt, like what we don't want is people walking around with janky stuff in their head about such an important subject, assuming things about taxes and their taxes in particular that could potentially even cost them money um, that also aren't true. That's right. And before we kind of keep talking about taxes, I'm still thinking about Guy Fieri, <laughs> which makes me think about like it's on the Food Network, right? right? Which is on, which is a part of like Discovery Plus. That's like another one of these streaming platforms, another uh, something else you can subscribe to, you know, but because what they've got going for them as well is uh, HGTV. That's right. Oh, my mom's all about Dude, it. Dude, so. I mean, it's it's like it's catnip for like <laughs> homeowners or, or potential homeowners out there. Uh, I don't see how they're not going to crush because there's so much content, you know, like just like slap anybody up there. Anybody gets a show, but I saw like a commercial or an ad for discovery plus recently. And I was like, Oh my gosh, was Guy Fieri on it. Uh, I can't remember if it was, but I was looking at the, the lineup and I couldn't believe how many different shows that they have. They're going to do pretty well. Yeah. You know? But you know, so we're, we're talking about taxes. We're talking about making sure that we have the right, um, you know, the right tax information in our brains. And again, since it's the day before taxes are traditionally due here in the U.S., we figured now is the perfect time to, to clear a few of these misconceptions up. You know, some folks in Texas and Oklahoma uh, have until June because of the uh, those awful winter storms. But for all the rest of you procrastinators out there, you need to make sure you get on it. Get on it. Come on. Uh, make it happen. File your taxes. <laughs> and Joel, you know, you mentioned like that quote unquote janky stuff <laughs> like floating around in, in our heads. Like that's often what we base our decisions on. You know, like if, if we don't have, say, like a tax professional in our life, if we have a misconception that we're basing those decisions on, it's really important for us to clear it up so that we can make the best and legal tax moves as we move forward. And so we want to make sure that we're all making decisions based based on what's true instead of what we've heard maybe a friend say or maybe what somebody on you know TikTok <laughs> what they wrote wrote a song about although there are you know there is some good information on TikTok yeah there, there are some people dishing some decent financial advice on TikTok I'm not hating on all of them it's not like the the proven medium of podcasting <laughs> which has yes. been around for years which only super high professional people who know exactly <laughs> what they're talking about can be a part of right well uh, um, yeah th- there is obviously some goofy financial stuff floating around on TikTok these days but but also too in podcasts there are some podcasts out there that you need to be wary of and you might not be getting the kind of advice that you need or, and you might be led astray but all right let's jump into the tax misconceptions Matt let's start with the first one and this one is if I file an extension I don't have to pay anything to the IRS until October. I've heard about that, yeah. yeah. And we wanted to lead off with that one because there might be some folks who are thinking, oh man, I don't have to deal with my taxes over the next month. Maybe I should just file an extension right now. And if I do that, then I won't have to pay any money. <laughs> but that's just not the case, right? It would be nice to hang onto your money for a few more months, not give any to the IRS, keep that money in your own account, earning interest the entire time. But uh, sadly, this isn't true. Even if you have filed an extension and are waiting to file your return uh, until this fall, you still have to determine what you owe the IRS and you have to pay them now. And if you don't do that, you're going to owe penalties in addition to the tax when you do end up getting around to paying the money that you owe the IRS you know, later on this fall in October. 
Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of folks are thinking, well, what's even the point of filing an extension if, if I still have to pay, right? <laughs> but, you know, making sure that you don't screw this up is important because you will owe a uh, half a percent in interest every single month that you are late in paying the IRS what you owe. So make sure that you keep that in mind. Joel, next up on the list is maybe a saying or a phrase that people kind of subscribe to, which is the thought that tax refunds are great. Uh, you know, if you're getting thousands of dollars back on your taxes, it feels so good, right? Yeah, it does. Uh, but you could have been using that money all year long to save more money. You know, whether you're paying off debt or maybe you're investing in yourself, uh, or you can put more money in tax advantage accounts to actually grow your wealth. Uh, and so some folks will say that the problem here is that you've given uh, an interest-free loan to the government. And that does make some sense, right? But the real problem is that when you get money and it feels like a windfall, right? It's, it's not something you were necessarily counting on. Maybe it kind of feels like a lottery ticket. You're, you're more apt to spend it recklessly. Uh, a lump sum tax refund is more of an emotional and behavioral money problem than just an, like, I lost $8.20 in interest to the IRS problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and considering how low savings rates are right now, the fact that you got a $1,000 tax refund, it's not about the interest that you lost. Like that, yeah. That's almost negligible, right? That is very little money. But it is that idea like, I just got 1000 bucks. What am I going to blow it on? That's the kind of mindset that I think a lot of people have when it comes to getting a tax refund. But at the same time, on the flip side of the coin, Matt, if you're smart about using that lump sum to immediately boost your savings or to max out your Roth account, then uh, getting a tax refund isn't all that bad. Because as we said, it's not really costing you all that much in actual money. The interest-free loan thing is, is overblown. Yeah. Just be intentional with the refund that you are getting back. Uh, but we're also fans of trying to minimize any refund that you might owe the IRS so that you can, like Matt said, use that money every single week, every month during the year, as opposed to getting it in a big lump sum. And the best way to do this, the best way to figure this out is to use the IRS's tax withholding calculator so that you don't go overboard in either direction. Well, Joel, on that note, I'm actually proud to say that I actually owe the state a little bit of money, and I'm going to get a small refund back from the uh, the federal government. So I feel like I'm kind of like like straddling the fence a little bit. Perfectly you know, balanced. like it's tough to nail it. You know, like it's in particular when you're self-employed and you have no idea <laughs> of like what you're going to be making that year. It's tough to make estimated payments and get anywhere near you know zero, which is like the most ideal spot. But yeah, I feel like I got uh, bragging rights maybe for the next year. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> I think too. The nerdiest bragging rights ever. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'll I'll let you say it as often as you want on the show. <laughs> and also, too, just to everybody out there who as is... As you pat me on my head. You're like, <laughs> good, good for you, buddy. Good job, little yeah. bud. <laughs> uh, well, just, just to all of our listeners who are getting a tax refund, who maybe just recently found out or are going to find out really soon that they are owed a tax refund, um, just be intentional with that and you know do what you can next year to maybe work towards having a smaller one. But don't treat it like found money, like money that just fell into your lap. It's your money. Um, and so we want you to use even a lump sum like a, a tax refund wisely. So make sure you don't like just go out and buy a round for the bar or something like that. You know, <laughs> That's also, I don't know, you're supporting your local restaurant or bar if, by doing that. And all the patrons there. Yeah, <laughs> too, yeah. Right? Everybody be, will... Uh, you'll we'll... be everybody's best friend if you do that. That's for sure. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right, Joel. We've got several other tax misconceptions that we're going to get to, including one that you hear, I feel like, all the time, uh, which is, oh, you can just write it off. <laughs> we'll get to that one, plus many others right after the break. Uh-huh. 
When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000-plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money all 
All right, we're back. We're talking about common tax misconceptions. Matt, let's get to one that you and I have heard a lot of small business owners say throughout the years. That, uh, And this one's about tax write-offs, like you mentioned before the break. And it's that mindset of, I'll just buy it because I can write it off. Yeah, you why know, not? You're like, I need a new laptop maybe, or maybe I don't even need one, but the matter. I can write it off. <laughs> so, so why not? Maybe we need new mics for the podcast. Let's write it off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're basically free then, right? Well, not really. <laughs> so it, it makes me think of Matt, the scene from The Princess Bride where Inigo Montoya says, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> and I think it can be easy to, yes. to fall into that trap of thinking that we can justify an expense, especially when we're talking about a business here uh, and that it's not actually costing us anything. Unfortunately, that's not how tax write-offs work. If it did, our studio would be filled with microphones. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of very expensive microphones. Right. In reality, we've got like the, well, some of the cheapest mics you can buy, <laughs> but man, they work really well. But uh, okay, so let's talk about then in, in reality, like how it actually works, uh, which is that when you quote unquote write something off, you're actually deducting that expense from your taxable income, and then you're you're only taxed on what's left, right? So for instance, to keep things simple here, let's say you earn fifty thousand dollars and you had an expense last year of one thousand dollars for that that laptop, Joel, that you mentioned. So you're now only going to be paying taxes on the remaining $49,000. You're not getting that computer for free, but you are paying less overall taxes. Uh, And so again, let's keep things overly simple here and say that your tax rate was at 22%. Well, that means by deducting your taxable income by that $1,000, you're not sending the government $220, which is 22% of that $1,000. So you know maybe a better way to think about a quote-unquote write-off is the ability to purchase something with a you know with a discount, basically. Like you're getting something on sale at whatever your tax rate happens to be. You know, 20% off. Like that's that is pretty good, but it's not free. And right. oftentimes that can be the mindset is that we're not really paying for this. No, you are paying for it, but you are getting a decent deal on it because you're using it to benefit your business. Yeah, so it's not cause to go overboard when it comes to buying stuff just so you can take the deduction. Um, but it is nice because you can essentially get a discount on something that you need yeah. for your business. But that being said, Matt, let's talk about what that means for people's personal tax returns because you know most of our listeners are not business owners and they're just individuals. In the, uh, so when they're thinking about writing something off, well, you're going to need to itemize your deductions in order to write anything off. But most Americans take the standard deductions, which means they won't be able to write anything off on their taxes. It's estimated that around 90% of folks are taking the standard deduction. And honestly, there's there's not really a surprise because the standard deduction was more than doubled from a couple of years ago to $12,400 if you're single or $24,800 if you're married filing jointly. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a huge standard deduction. So the likelihood that you're going to exceed that and itemize your deduction deductions is is unlikely for most folks. So that just means that if you want to be able to deduct specific items like your mortgage interest, your student loan interest, charitable giving, uh, if you think all that totals more than what you'd get with the standard deduction, that's when you're going to want to itemize. That's right. Uh, and so kind of on that note too, you know, there actually isn't a standard deduction when it comes to businesses. So if you're a small business owner, you got to itemize all your expenses. Uh, and one of the deductions that a lot of folks might be wondering about is the home office deduction. Uh, many folks think that because they started to, to work from home full time last year, uh, or because maybe they have a desk in a room <laughs> that they can deduct that entire space on their taxes. But it needs to be the primary location of the business. Uh, and that needs to be the only thing that that space is 
used for in order to qualify for that deduction. So it won't apply to you unless you're self-employed, uh, if you're an independent contractor or a gig worker. And the, you know the tax law overhaul of late uh, 2019 eliminated the home office deduction for most traditional employees from 2018 through 2025. Uh, and this is from the IRS website, but they say that employees who receive a paycheck or a W-2 exclusively from an employer are not eligible for the deduction, even if they are currently working from home. So unfortunately, that's where things stand right now. A lot a lot of folks are thinking that they can take that home office deduction, but not if you are a traditional W-2 earner. Yeah. And obviously, you know, this was put in place before the pandemic um, and not great timing <laughs> for a lot of people Seriously. because you, you might have been able under previous IRS rules to take some sort of a deduction, but not now. Uh, all right, Matt, let's get to the next misconception that we hear, uh, basically a tax delusion that I've seen people believe. And it's, if I get a raise, I'm actually going to lose money. So I don't want to make more. The assumption is that earning more money is going to push somebody into a higher tax bracket. And therefore, you're going to owe a whole lot more in tax because of the increased paycheck that you're going to be getting. There are lots of people that assume that their tax bracket is equivalent to their tax rate. But that's just not true, right? Because we live in a country where there are marginal tax rates. Because we have a progressive tax system in the United States, the first dollars you earn are taxed at a lower rate than the dollars you earn later in the year. So actually getting a raise isn't bad for you. It's, it's, it's only good. Yeah, and that's actually called your effective tax rate. And that's a far better judge for most folks to see what they're paying in tax each year. Because uh, you know, let's say you're single and you make uh, $88,000 annually. You might think that you're in the 24% tax bracket, and you know what? $3,000 of your income will be taxed at that rate, but huge chunks of your income will be taxed at 22% and at 12%, respectively. So your effective tax rate won't be 24%. Uh, it'll actually kind of be somewhere closer to 17%. So, you know what? Go ahead. Get that raise. It won't bump you up into a new bracket uh, and cost you a ton of money. Uh, you know, And even if some of those increased earnings will be taxed at a higher rate, you will still easily be coming out ahead by growing your income. This is an instance where you know you don't want to like chop off your nose in order to spite your face just because you don't want to pay that additional higher rate of tax on those additional dollars. I feel like that was a dad saying. My dad used to say that to me a lot. I find myself saying more of those <laughs> things like the older I get. Yeah. I'm a dad. And I want to know where that saying came from, too. But <laughs> is there actually somebody who did that? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe in some sort of fairy tale or something. I'm going to so. look that one up. Maybe after we get done with this episode. But uh, yeah, all right. So let's get on to the next big misconception that people have when it comes to taxes. And here's one that could cost people a lot of money, Matt. Uh, this and a lot of heartache. And a lot of heartache. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> back and forth with the IRS. That's never fun. This one is if I can't afford to pay the tax I owe, I don't need to file my taxes at all. And this is something, Matt, I've heard over the years. And people wonder, like, well, why should I file my taxes if I can't pay the bill? It seems like a waste of time, right? If I can't also send them the money that's due, why do I even bother filing? And in actuality, you have to file your taxes even if you can't pay the tax you owe. And if not, you're going to owe more in the end because the IRS can assess a failure to file penalty that can increase your tax bill even more than it originally was. The fee is literally 4.5% per month that you're late, up to a total of 25%. Ouch. Yeah. So the failure to file penalty and the failure to pay uh, can add up to almost 50% if you drag it out that long. So even if you can't pay file your taxes. And even if you can't pay the full amount of what you owe, pay what you can. Because if not, whatever you're unable to pay, you're going to owe increased penalties on that money. And that can really add up. That's right. You're going to be paying out the nose. 
That's another uh, n- <laughs> nose saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you cut it off, though. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, this kind of makes me think about like the movies where like somebody owes a bookie some money. You know, like you, you can try running away, and if you do that, they assume the worst. You know, they're gonna find you and they're gonna hunt you down. They're gonna do something awful, like like break your knees <laughs> <laughs> or cut your nose off. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, obviously the IRS doesn't inflict physical harm on that people. we know of. <laughs> Not yet. (laughs) But it's important to note that the the response you get is going to be far superior. It's going to be way better when you stay in contact with the IRS uh, and follow those procedures, even if you don't have any money at all. They just want to keep tabs on you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the the bookie reference is true, right? Like if you go up to and you're like, hey, I can't pay. They're like, all right, well, the juice is running, right? (laughs) So you're (laughs) going to owe them more. But they'll like rough you up a little bit. Yeah. They're not going to break your knees yet. I mean, (laughs) if they break your knees, then you you can't work. Exactly. They still want to get paid. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> That's probably not a great reference, but like referencing like 1930s mobster movies, <laughs> <laughs> like Goodfellas, yeah. Um, and two, fo- following those procedures means signing up for an installment agreement with the IRS to pay the tax you owe. You, you've got to do that too. That's what it means by like going back to the bookie and saying like, I don't have the money yet. It, that's the uh, equivalent of an installment agreement. And if you owe like an insurmountable amount of tax, you can attempt an offer in compromise, which might allow you to actually pay less than the full amount you owe. But those can be a little difficult. The IRS reviews every one of those and you'll have to meet certain criteria to qualify. And, and we would say too, because this can be a complicated process. You might want to consult a tax professional before giving it a go, and giving it a go on your own is probably ill-advised. But basically, don't not file your taxes just because you can't pay. That's a misconception that can cost you dearly. That's right. Uh, all right, we're going to get to a few more misconceptions. Uh, we're going to continue to attempt to clear the air when it comes to taxes, including we're going to talk about audits. We're going to get to that one, plus a few others right after the break. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. And if you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade, lounge access... Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, and in other words, everything your body craves to feel your best. This is where Kachava really earns their 52,000 plus five-star reviews. It tastes amazing. It's creamy and smooth with just water, and it comes in five delicious flavors. You can choose from chocolate, vanilla, chai, matcha, and coconut acai. Kachava is offering How to Money listeners 10% off for a limited time. I've been using Kachava in breakfast smoothies in the morning recently. It's just so nice to pack in a bunch of nutrients early in the a.m. in a way that's satisfying and energizing. So if you want to optimize your breakfast, your workout shake, be sure to check out Kachava. Just go to Kachava dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money 
I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week yeah, at the we beach do. every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simons on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. All right, we're back. We're talking about taxes. Matt, there's so much that confuses people when it comes to taxes. And so we wanted to clear up some of the biggest misconceptions. That's what we're doing today. Yes. Let's keep going. The next misconception we want to cover applies to married folks. A lot of people assume that if they're married, they have to file jointly with their spouse. No, you don't. Uh, You can choose to file separately as a married couple if you want. And although most folks choose to file together, and that is often the best move from a tax standpoint for a really high percentage of married folks, filing jointly just makes the most sense. Um, Because filing separately, for instance, that'll disqualify you from getting the child tax credit, which is a pretty big one if you have kids. And that's going to be an even bigger deal this year as the child tax credit has expanded from $2,000 per child to $3,000 per child or even $3,600 per younger child. And so changes like that should make you think twice about your filing status. And maybe you need to change it because that's a whole lot of money you could be missing out on if you're just filing the wrong way. That's true, man. Uh, you know, but in some cases, it does uh, or it could make more sense to file separately as a married couple. So, for instance, let's say that one spouse has a lot of student loan debt, uh, but also has a lower salary. Uh, if if that were the case, then filing separately could lower the necessary student loan payment uh, and allow for more of that student loan debt to ultimately be forgiven. So, in that way, it's a little more strategic, right? Uh, but filing separately also means that you won't be able to deduct the interest you paid on the student loans. So, you know, you need to kind of weigh the pros and the cons. Oftentimes, it kind of comes down to, you know, it's a simple math problem. It's not simple, but it's a math problem. Yeah. <laughs> is maybe what, what we should say. Uh, there are other situations too, like if your marriage is maybe headed for a divorce that you'll want to file separately. But again, for most folks, filing together is going to be the best route from a tax standpoint, even though you don't have to take it. Truth. All right, Matt, let's get to the next one. This one is uh, one I'm sure 
you've heard before. And people, uh, this, this one has to do with debt. I've heard people say, I don't want to pay off a loan because I can deduct the interest from my tax bill. Another uh, another deductions question here. But this one's a little bit different. Yeah. And, and so like basically someone is thinking that they should hold on to debt in their life because it gets them a tax break. That's their assumption. But most people actually overestimate the tax break that they get from a home mortgage or other interest deductions, let's say student loan interest deduction, that they're allowed. And in fact, uh, because most Americans, again, like we said earlier in the episode, take the standard deduction under today's current tax rules, you aren't getting any mortgage interest deduction. And so, you know, what's happening here is that a lot of folks might be thinking the same way they had been for years, but due to the law change uh, and the change in tax code structure, that strategy has now become a misconception. The mortgage interest deduction used to apply to a whole lot more folks, and there's just very few people that actually qualify, that actually take a mortgage interest deduction on their taxes these days. Yeah, so keeping debt around in order to deduct that interest has, yeah, it's become a strategy that no longer works for a lot of folks. And really, like it only makes sense to keep debt hanging around if you're going to be incredibly proactive and, and intentional with that money. You know, like we're talking about some of the different money gears, like creating an emergency fund, uh, investing that money, saving for some important goals or life events. It's almost less about the, the different numbers and the percentages, uh, and it's more about the kind of mental shift that takes place uh, when you're able to wipe out that debt completely. For some folks, when they're able to solely focus on a single goal, like a, you know, like a laser, uh, they're going to be able to achieve that much better. So this is an instance where it helps. And to know what types of goals you need to uh, you know, set for yourself in order to be successful at achieving those goals. Yeah. So if you're holding on to debt on purpose, even though you can pay it off and, and you know you should be paying it off because you're assuming there's a tax break associated with it, well, dig a little further. Did you itemize your deductions last year? Are you planning on itemizing your deductions this year? And even so, even if you are itemizing, it might make sense to pay off that debt anyway because the tax deduction isn't as big as you thought it was going to be. And otherwise, maybe you'd be tempted to spend the money, right? And we, we certainly don't want that to be the case. That's right. Another misconception, Matt, is people being scared about getting audited. I don't know if it's like 80s movies that have us thinking that the IRS is, is going to come to our home and just like terrorize our families or something like that if we screwed up on our taxes. But uh, that's kind of like the bookie, aka the IRS. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like some fear for people in that. And they're like, man, they either think one, I don't make enough money to get audited. Basically, like I make so little, they don't, they're not going to care about me and I can do whatever I want. That's not a good way to think about things. Uh, and other people would say, I should be really scared of getting audited. And they're freaking out about every little thing because they think there's this just high risk of being audited. And actually, n neither of those things is true. First of all, the IRS can audit you if you make 10000 bucks or $10 million, right? They, they can still uh, take a look at your tax return and flag some stuff and say, that's not accurate. We need more information. And they can go down that path with you. So there's no guarantee that they're just going to ignore you because you don't make very much money. But before you start freaking out, it's also worth noting that the IRS doesn't audit that many returns. We're literally talking about half a percent of overall returns. So they're very picky. They're very choosy. They don't actually have all that much staff to be able to do a lot of audits. So very few people are getting audited. And then even more relief, if you make less than $200,000, you have an even lesser likelihood of being audited. Although like glaring errors, like we said, could still make you a target. If you make $100,000 a year and you're doing a bunch of crazy stuff on your taxes, there is a much higher likelihood that you are going to be the person that's singled out for an audit. That's right. Man, this guy says he's got 22 kids and all these social security numbers are made up. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's not going to fly. Like, well, maybe we should audit that fella. Yeah. Not saying I tried that or anything. But. <laughs> uh, and you know, to the idea too, that you should be scared 
of getting audited. Like most audits are, are fairly painless. The the most common version of an audit is called the the correspondence audit, or also it's also known as the mail audit. Is a it's it's just simply a letter asking for some clarification on your income or on a deduction that you took. And if you answer it in a satisfactory way. That's the end of the audit. <laughs> the end. So, you know, don't let the fear of an audit prevent you from taking a deduction that you know that you're entitled to. You can file your, your returns with confidence. Yeah, I think that's a good point too, Matt. Like, if there's something that you qualify for, yeah, don't be afraid to take advantage of it. You're not going to get audited for playing by the rules. And if you make a minor mistake and do get audited, it's in all likelihood going to be the most painless audit of all, the, the mail audit, where you're able to clarify that really simply. And it's not something that most people need to worry about unless you are like you said completely fudging things up and you're, you're saying you're saying something like i do have a bunch of kids that i don't actually have and there's a bunch of weird stuff on your return that's when you're going to raise those chances it's like uh yeah i've claimed all my pets as dependents uh and i would like child tax credit for them as well <laughs> you're not allowed to do that right yeah, and so hopefully we were able to debunk uh, a few of the major tax misconceptions uh, in this episode. Uh, you know, if, if you're in real tax trouble, like we would recommend that you get some professional help, right? If you've been contacted by the IRS and they're looking at running a, a field audit on you, you don't want those. <laughs> that's where they like, they like show up at your house and like set up camp. Yeah, that's bad news. And that's like when you show up in court and you're like, I'm going to defend myself. And the judge is like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> you should probably get some representation. And if there's a field audit involved, you should also get some representation. Yeah, things get a lot more complicated then but you know you can also reach out to the irs taxpayer assistance or the taxpayer advocate if you have bigger issues uh, and you're not totally sure how to proceed but most of the things that we mentioned today are, are you know they're more in the good to know so that you don't make a minor goof and run afoul of the irs category like these aren't gonna this isn't you know the, the end of the story for you <laughs> if you make a small mistake a lot of times you can easily remedy that mistake and so that's why we wanted to cover some of these misconceptions ahead of time and so yeah if you had any of these misconceptions hopefully they're cleared up and you can yes. abide by the rules because not abiding by some of them could cost you a lot of money and a lot of aggravation. All right, Matt, let's get back to the beer that we had on the show. This one's called Spancho Via and it's by Jay Wakefield and Arcane Aleworks. What are your thoughts on this sour ale with strawberries, coconut, marshmallows, and lactose? And maybe uh, it's called Sponchovia instead of Panchovia, maybe because it's spontaneously fermented. I don't know. It actually doesn't say that here on the can. But this one kind of poured a nice strawberry, kind of reddish-orange color, really pretty. Uh, and it was super fruity, like big time. Yeah. I mean, like you cannot deny that there's strawberry in here. Uh, coconut? Like less so. Like the coconut and, and marshmallow. Uh, oh, I got a lot of marshmallow. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I picked up on like marshmallow weight. Like, like if it drank kind of fluffy. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it, like I felt like I was drinking something that was a little bit fluffier. Uh-huh. Uh, but not, I feel like not a lot of the the marshmallow sweetness, the, you know, that like that you would get with like s'mores or something like That's that. That's so funny because I feel like I got a ton of sweetness really? from this one too. I feel yeah. like it's the strawberry sweetness that I taste. That though. could like, be. It's, it's not like that candy sweetness in my mind. It's like I don't know. I associate it more with the strawberries because you get a good ripe strawberry. Hmm, so sweet. That's true. Sadly though, on this one, I felt like I got a little bit of like a chemical flavor. I don't know if you were feeling that. Like um, I did like some of the vibes, but there's this aftertaste that was a little off-putting so what i would call that like initially i think i kind of chalk that up to kind of like a like a pepperiness but really it's like a clove like flavor i mean it really does taste like you know like the cloves that you like shove into a you know new year's day ham or whatever <laughs> like when do people eat hams i don't know christmas new year's uh but it's it's got Easter. that 
Easter? Really? People do Easter hams? Yeah, well, yeah. Is we that still win for Easter. Oh, I don't know. We don't really have like a big Easter meal. Okay. Like <laughs> tradition. <laughs> but it totally has that flavor. It, it tastes like cloves to me. Uh, and so I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was intentional because it doesn't say anything about that on here. But simultaneously, it wasn't like a necessarily a big turnoff for yeah. me. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was a really good beer, but I will say the aftertaste left a little something to be desired for me. So yep. uh, not my favorite that we've had on the show, but still strong. Yep. Still got to enjoy a craft beer with you, buddy. And for listeners who want to find our show notes up there, we'll have some of the different resources that we mentioned during this episode. We'll link to those and you can find those notes up at howtomoney.com. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.